try Jesus, not us. Mm-mm. The following content throws hands. Start the show. Try Jesus, but not me, because I throw hands. Mm. Shout out to Toby Nwigway. Gospel. Um, Summer anthem. That is a, that that is an African proverb, I believe. <laughs> <laughs> Niggas plus information plus alcohol equals opinions while black. Your black ass cheat sheet for the week in foolishness and fuckery. I am your boy, Oz. And man, I was supposed to be in Comic-Con this week. Ain't that some it shit? It all went to shit, man. Fucking, fucking pandemic. It all went to shit. Um, I was actually, I was actually, uh, well, not last weekend, but this coming weekend would have been the weekend of our little of uh, me and the gang's little guys trip and shit. Mm. Um, one of our homeboys is still holding on to hope because he's like, well, you know, it's it's not going to be a lot of people out there. Um. It, I don't trust it. Where's the guy's trip supposed to be? Or are you allowed to say? I, I, I think we had to choose between, like, I think we chose, chose like, Port Aransas or something. It was going to be Port Aransas, some shit okay. like that. But everybody's got that same idea. Yeah. Everybody's got that same idea that they can avoid the high traffic weekends. Anything along the coastline, nah. It's just going to be a wrap. It's, it's not happening. If you're close to a body of water, nah. It's not going to happen. It's a wrap. Um... Yeah, I feel bad about it, but we'll definitely make up for it next year. Let me tell you something. Somebody said on uh, the Twitters, but next week, ne- ne- uh, next week, next year, everybody homecoming going to be lit. Woo! Everybody going to be making bad decisions next year. Every homecoming, every family reunion. Um, yeah, man. Every bad decision that you that you thought about making this year. It's all getting put in a little box. Yep. It's like a little time capsule. It ain't going to be open till summer next year. Might not even wait for summer. Nah. As soon as there's a vaccine or there's an all clear, it's, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Real talk. Because uh, if this is how y'all act now with the virus, I'm scared. I'm scared. It might, it might be the purge once we get cured. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm worried about. Um, it is episode 97. 97. All right. Wow. Dang. Moving on up, man. Um, definitely want to give flowers. You know, I always first segment, I always want to give flowers while people are here. This week, flowers go to David Walker. Ah. A comic book scribe. Yep. Uh, who just won an Eisner Award. There you go. For his for his uh his awesome actually I just got caught up with his awesome comic Bitter Root. Um, by the bit, way, y'all, that's that's the comic book equivalent of a Grammy or an or an Oscar, basically. So yeah. just so y'all know, yeah, he just he 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 hit the big time. David Walker has been a name in the industry for quite some time, but um, sad to say, has not. I feel like has not really fully gotten his due up until now. 
Um, David Walker has always had some shit to say about the industry. Has always had some shit to say about how um, just kind of the fuckery it is to be a black creator in the comic industry. Uh, I've taken a lot of cues from I've taken a lot of cues from him, um, and it's it's great to see him being pushed to the forefront. Yep. Uh, so, uh, salute, cheers, and nice guy too. Coolest dude. Yeah. Coolest dude. Coolest dude to interact with on social media. Coolest dude to meet at a con. Um, just one of the nicest guys you could ever talk to. Um, so salute to him. I'm always I'm always in favor of black creators winning. Um, humans ain't shit this why, week. Why is that? Okay. In the saga of Tori and Megan. Hmm. Megan, um, something always pops off right before we record. I love that we wait till the last possible minute to record so all the fuckery can get get out. (laughs) So we can deliver maximum fuckery to y'all. Maximum fuckery. So, um, Megan has finally broken her pseudo-silence. And she went on IG Live uh, to talk about her incident. I did not watch the whole thing. I just I don't have a lot of patience for lives because people act people do people do their lives like they do like like DJs do their sets where they be sitting there. We just waiting on some more people. To, we just waiting on some more people to come through. Yeah. Before they really start playing the good shit. Um, I got the bullet points though. Megan wanted to clear the air. Um, there's been a lot of shit said about her uh, recent incident. She was shot in both feet. Both feet. That's deep. That's deep, bro. I noticed she did not mention she did not mention Tori by name. She did not. Um and you could see in her face, it was very the the, the bit I saw was very hard for her to get through. And I also thought about it. She may not be allowed to say his name due to an ongoing investigation. Yeah, it's a legal thing. Yeah. Yeah, I figured that. Um she got very choked up, uh, which, of course, she would. It was a very traumatic thing. Um, she said the rumors... The rumors that the Fuck Nigga Coalition came up with, and this is what I wanted to talk about. The rumors that the Fuck Nigga Coalition came up with about how somebody put out some story that Megan was drunk and saw Tori um, talking to some girl and got jealous and started hitting him. Mm. I don't know where y'all came up with this story. I don't know. Still not a reason to shoot her. Still not a reason to shoot anybody. Um, certainly not in both feet. The fuck is this, Goodfellas? Like when you shoot somebody in both feet, you are trying to shoot them. Right. That's not like just a get off me shot or a warning shot. Like I know we all thought Harlem Nights was funny, and it is. But the real life applications of that should not be entertaining. Um, Vera need not get shot in the pinky toe in real life, and so it can't. The fuck nigga coalition showed up and showed out mm-hmm. to try to figure out some way to make this Megan's fault. I don't know what it is about Megan the Stallion in particular that makes y'all want to make this her fault so bad. What the fuck did Megan do to y'all except be the most beautiful woman on the fucking planet? That ass, though. That ass, though. I mean, 
Megan just bad. Houston women just bad. I let me just let me just go ahead and say it. I'm gonna say it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna make a lot of people mad. Um, y'all know I love my Brooklyn women, but Houston women just. It, don't, it only means that they're mad at the truth. I'm sorry, y'all. And again, it goes back to the thing that I have been saying for the past three the, for the past three or four weeks now about black women not feeling protected. This is why. Because anytime something bad happens to them, y'all show up to laugh and tell them that's their fault. Mm. With this whole lay down with dogs, you get fleas. Somebody tried to compare this shit to Kanye talking about lay down with dogs, you, you get fleas, as if Kanye didn't lay down with a whole fucking Kardashian. That's... Get the fuck out of my face. And, th- and, and for all the fuck niggas, for all the people that think that I just go too hard in the paint for black women... Smell yourself right the fuck now. Because what I am talking about is exactly what the fuck is wrong with you. This moment right here is exactly what's wrong with you. A woman got shot in both her feet mm. and told y'all, I didn't do shit. I didn't do shit to nobody. I didn't do sh- and certainly didn't do nothing to get shot. To get shot. Right. This moment right here is exactly what the fuck is wrong with you. So, every time one of you fuck niggas... That went this hard on Megan, turns around and 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 wants to post about arrest arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor, which arrest the killers of Breonna Taylor. Real talk. Every time y'all turn around and do this shit, I'm gonna slap the shit out you. <laughs> I know a lot of y'all niggas too, so don't think I won't. I will find you. I will slap the shit out of you. It's a two step process. Protect black women. You know how hard, you know how easy it is to protect black women for real? I'm going to tell you how easy it is as a matter of fact. Was that you that sent me that, was, that, that sent me that shit? Yeah. Uh, I want to say it was in, um, was it in New Jersey? It was in New Jersey. Lady in New Jersey was being harassed outside of her home. She posted about it on social media. Immediately, the black men of her community took shifts. Mm-hmm. And sat outside her house to make sure none of these white people went fucking with her. Yeah, um, and I mean, what, what was kind of fucked up about it is she moved into a neighborhood, and the neighbors started to threaten, um, started to threaten her, and basically mm-hmm. were like, you know, we're gonna fuck your shit up, we're gonna kill you, all this other shit, and she went to the cops, right, to tell them like. Yo, um, like my neighbors are threatening me. Like she had shit in writing. She had video evidence. Um, and the police were like, well, technically we don't really do anything until they actually do something to you. Right. And she was like, oh, it's like that. So basically they got to fuck me up for you to do something. So yeah, the black men in the community stepped up and, and since then, They've been around the clock, taking turns, just just watching the house, parking out front and watching the house. And, and they said it's ironic that now that they started watching her house, now the police, police are watching them. Now the police are watching them. Yeah, y'all can keep watching. Great. We got you out here. Watch how it's done. Protect black women. It's not hard. It's not hard at all. I don't understand what the fuck is wrong with y'all or why the fuck y'all have so much problem with the idea of protecting black women. Because they damn sure stand, they damn sure stand to paint for us. Yep, Black Lives Matter was created because 
a black man got was wrongfully shot. It was created by black women and black queer and black trans. The exact people that we don't give a fuck about. That we prove every day that we don't give a fuck about and we don't protect. Yep. Protect black women. I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it every week until y'all get it. Protect black women. And if that makes me a simp, so be it. Suck my dick. But protect black women but while you're doing it. Protect black women while you're at it. <laughs> Song of the week. Song of the week. Um, new Alex Isley. Yes. I mean, there really doesn't. There really is. There, there doesn't need to be much preface to it. New Alex Isley, featuring uh, Jack Dine and Masego. Mm. This is good and plenty. This is heat, y'all. This is a this is a hot ass slow jam. Uh, pour yourself something. Get comfortable. We're gonna have a great show. Yes. And we'll be right back with more opinions while black. Let's, Let's go. Go.
that was Alex Isley featuring Masego and Jack Dine. That is good and plenty. Mm-hmm. Um, smooth. Smooth. Because I don't get upset. I kick a hole in the speaker, pull a plug, and I jet. <laughs> Even though you said cool. But, you know, you get the point. Right, basically. Smooth, man. Um, if you like that, or if you like anything else you've heard on this program, uh, go. if you are a Spotify listener, go to Spotify. Go to the search engine and type in Opinions Wild Black Featured Music. And you can follow that. It's updated every week. It's curated by myself. It's got all of the songs of the week that we play on this program. Uh, Alex Isley, uh, Ari Lennox, Summer Walker, uh, Lucky Day, all them shits. Um, pretty sure there's some uh, Victoria Monet, Daft Punk, uh, all the good shit. All the food groups. All the food groups, man. Uh, so definitely follow that. We'll keep that updated weekly. Um, see what's going on. First of, uh, first off, um, I mean he's not black, but rest in peace, Regis Philbin. Uh, yeah, he was eighty-eight. Um, I mean, again, not black, but as far as I knew, didn't didn't do nothing to nobody. Seemed like a good dude. Uh, I know now that I've said that, somebody's going to dig up some shit he said 10 years ago, uh, which is your right. But in the meantime, rest in, rest in paradise. Um, condolences to the uh, to friends and family. Also, uh, prayers up for Biz Marquis. Yes. Uh, Biz Marquis was rushed to the hospital over the weekend. We do not know the details of his condition or why he was rushed to the emergency room. But um, let's definitely get prayers up for him. Uh, hope he's all right. Um, so I don't want to discuss Kanye. Thank you. Because uh, we all know that Kanye had an episode last weekend. Uh-huh. Um, I believe right after we got through potting. Uh, always. Uh, every time. Always. <laughs> We um, gave we gave him an extra day this week and watch he's gonna say some dumb shit when he we finish say this one. Some goofy ass shit. And I'm going to not give a fuck. That's kind of where I'm at about it. However, Kanye for me has turned into this thing, has turned into what I kind of think of as an event. And I don't all, I don't necessarily give a fuck about Kanye so much as I take a close look at the things that happen around whatever event Kanye has created. Mm-hmm. So, um, I'll just quick overview for those of you who don't know. Kanye had a pre- what he refers to as a presidential uh, campaign rally in a strip mall. In what looked like a strip mall with with what looked like forty people. Um, I don't know what president what campaign rallies are supposed to look like. That ain't it. Um, that's all I got to say about that. Of uh, directly about him. But the uh, basically the story broke because someone was at the rally and they were on their Insta story and they caught him saying the goofy shit that he said. Um, uh, w- my friend who has become like the opinions while black researcher, <laughs> uh, DJ Byrne. Unpaid. 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 He knows. Intern. Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. He knows. Um, basically found this woman's uh instagram because he was curious 
um, about the events leading up to it. And he showed me the instant story leading up to her going to the rally to get to capture this. The reason this is important is because she, like, so after she filmed and put up whatever footage that didn't upload the first time, um, she immediately went to have shirts made that were quoting the goofy shit that Kanye was saying. Now, I will say this. To me, Kanye very visibly looked like he was in a manic state, a manic, unmedicated state. Uh, as somebody who's had mental illness in his family, I can only, I'm, I'm not here to diagnose anybody, but I can tell you what it looked like to me. Mm hmm. What it looked like to a lot of people, because a lot of people on the internet have seemed to agree. Yeah. Because it was, a, it was a point of discourse. For me, I remember originally saying on this program that I kind of didn't give a fuck about whether or not we were exploiting people, not us, because we don't care, whether or not people were exploiting Kanye, um, because Kanye exploits us at every turn. Um, I said that and I meant it, but seeing exploitation happen in real time for somebody to immortalize some manic, goofy shit you said on a shirt for financial personal gain mm -hmm. is nasty. It's goofy. It's the nastiest of the nasty to me. And, you know, it's, <clears throat> so it's one thing. So that there's, there's, there's two sides of a coin when it comes to the situation with that person. You have, on the one side, you have the fandom, people who support unconditionally. Right. For whatever reason. Um, I, I still don't understand. I, I just think they're just, they're just lost as people and don't love themselves. And this woman, let me just tell you, this woman vocalizes. She was not a fan. And I was, I was going to get to that. So you got people on one side that, that, that say that they support him unconditionally for whatever reason. Um, there's, there's no reason that you can give me that's going to convince me to agree with you. But, but then you have people on the flip side of it who state that they despise him but still engage in clout chasing. So, you know, it, it's, a, it's a big thing to bring attention to yourself. By trying to illustrate how much you despise someone. Like, she started off her, her story by saying, I motherfucking hate Kanye West. I hate him. Y'all don't understand how much I hate him. Yet, her entire point in going there was to create a scene so that she can leave and get attention around it. and Or catch him in a gotcha moment. Oh, yeah. and catch Exactly, which is what she did. She's like, all right, we out this shit now. Right. And... And even you know she and later on she would halfway brag about you know all the all the media that was trying to come at her like complex and that means academics you know, called her yeah <laughs> or an intern we know he looking for a moment an intern called probably I mean and, academics is as close to an intern as you can get and she talked about all the attention that she was getting but then she immodestly tried to downplay it and say I'm just trying to sell these T-shirts which is what it boils down to. Um, man, look, 
and I'm going to let you cook. I'm just going to say, all I'm going to say is, all of that still feeds the same fucking demon. Quit talking to these motherfuckers. Quit, right. quit giving them the attention. Just stop it. If you stop doing that, they will go away. If you truly hate something, let it die. This nigga's like the, 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 the Baba Duke. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just don't believe in this nigga and he'll go away. It's true. What did your teachers tell you about the class clown in class? Ignore him. Ignore him and he'll stop. And they usually do. I've never stopped. By the way. <laughs> oh, man. We know we African American exceptionalism. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's nasty. And it's, it's all, it's, it's weird how social media culture has kind of bled over into the real world where everybody's just looking for a moment. Everybody's just looking to be viral. Everybody. You need, you need another one of these? Yes. Okay. Everybody is just looking for an excuse for retweets. And let me tell you, it's, it, is, it is peak goofy because, don't get me wrong, I have a platform, we, got, we do try to keep our platform entertaining, and we have set our, our degree of goofy shit. I don't think we've ever, I don't think there's ever been a moment where I said anything that I didn't believe, or if I was just joking, it was clear it was a joke. And I made my stance on it clear because we can't say we're joking if we can't say it's a joke if we never get serious. Um, having said that, a lot of y'all are out here with these platforms trying to get hot, saying a lot of shit you don't believe. And you know, a lot of y'all don't really have platforms either, by the way. Th- that's another thing. A lot of y'all trying to maintain a brand and y'all don't really have a product. Y'all just out there. Y'all just out there trying to be seen. You think you you think you are dynamic enough that you can be your own product? You're not. How at me when you got 97 episodes? Create something. And merch. And merch coming. If you're listening to this, it's only a few days. J- July 31st. Friday. Friday. Payday for a lot of y'all. Is the merch store. The Opinions Wild Black merch store. I love how we pivoted right to selling shit. You know what I'm we? Hey man, if they, <laughs> we ain't if, shit. I love it. It's just nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> it's nasty. But yeah, I just, I, you know, I think that that is peak goofy, and I feel bad. Like I like you don't have to agree or disagree with the man. You don't have to support the man. But if somebody's on the edge. You also don't have to push them. And Kanye is going to self-destruct. Oh, it's... It's, it's guaranteed it's in the cards now. at this point. Kanye West is going to self-destruct. So now we know his wife tried to 5150 him. <laughs> oh, shit. It's only... um, It's just a matter of time. And Kim knows it. And, and Kim knows it. Mm-hmm. And Chris has green-lighted her to go ahead and have him have him committed. That's how I feel. That's I think, not a fact. That's how I feel. Well, I think there's a lot of truth in the, the rant that he left and then subsequently deleted when he said that, you know, he's been trying to leave her um, 
ever since she smashed Meek Mill. I'm sorry, ever ever since she met <laughs> ever since she met with Meek Mill to discuss prison reform. To discuss prison reform. Fellas. Fellas. Is that the is that the new excuse? Is that the new fellas? Is that the new lie? If your girl <laughs> ever tells you Oh, you know, it's nothing. I'm just we're just going over there to discuss prison reform. Have we pivoted from entanglements to prison reform? <laughs> He's about to reform that ass. That's that's what's going to happen. Man, prison reform is the new entanglement. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh shit. Um, but yeah. So that is funny. He did say that about Meek Mill. That is funny. Y'all I'm, I'm really keep trying to keep Meek Mill caught up in some shit. This man, this man got a, this man got a wife and baby, <laughs> and a newborn baby. That's funny. Um, what else is going on? What else is important? Okay. The Turkey Leg Hut Wars. Oh, you said important. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Not necessarily important. <laughs> but the Turkey Leg Hut Wars have uh, have blown up. If you don't live in Houston, uh, one of the things you need to know is that one of our new, one of the new modern landmarks for uh, black Houston is the Turkey Leg Hut. We need more landmarks. We need way more Let's landmarks. Stop gentrification, y'all. This is what we left here. <laughs> They already got rid of Freedman's Town. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? Third Ward is carved up. They got that's all we got. We got that. They, we got the Buffalo Soldiers. You know Museum. what I'm saying? They're coming that's, in the sunny side. So yeah, it's like Buffalo Soldiers Museum and Turkey Leg Hut. That's it. <laughs> that's all you got. So, um, the Turkey Leg Hut, which for those of you who do not live in Houston, is exactly what it sounds like. It's a restaurant a that specializes in. Pouring different, uh, pouring different kinds of soul food on turkey leg. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. That's precisely what it is. <laughs> so, uh, it is the the most popular spot on Almeda in Third Ward. It is always popping. There's always a line around the block. It is always packed. It's the club. <laughs> yeah. It's the club. Now that niggas can't go to the club. Um. So. The owner of the Turkey Leg Hut is a co-owner with Steve Rogers, who owns Bar 5015, the bar that recently exploded across the street. We reported on this as well. Mm. He owns like 13% or something. They're suing each other. Co-owners are suing each other. He is suing her. Steve is suing the, the main owner, the 80-something percent owner. Because he says that she is stealing that she is stealing money uh, from the profit pool and pouring it into um, Turkey Leg Hut Express, which is a Turkey Leg Hut food truck. It is a food truck that specializes in pouring various soul foods on a turkey leg. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, which Steve does not. Have a uh, does not have a stake in. He's he's not part owner of Turkey Leg Hut Express, and she's apparently trying to push business away from one place to the other uh, to profit herself. And she is 
taking money away from certain overhead to do so, according to him. Mm. She is suing him because allegedly, according to her, not only is he stealing money, but he stole a, a POS system, a point of sale system, uh, basically the computer part of a cash register, um, to use over at bar 5015, um, and it's not around anymore because it was caught in the explosion, which has been ruled now to be arson. Amazing. Um, this is all real life. This is all real life. This is not an episode of Empire. Look, and, and with all that going on, that line is still around the block. That line is still around the block. There's a lot of mysteries to unpack here. One, how the fuck did Bar 5015 get rebuilt so fast? It it exploded. It the whole front half of it exploded. It's like a month you, ago. You could less than that, maybe three weeks. You could see inside of Bar 5015. It was like a cartoon. It's crazy. And a few weeks later, and then the next week, they needed a GoFundMe. Mm-hmm. And then it got ruled as arson. Hmm. And then two weeks later, this shit is rebuilt. Hmm. How the fuck does that happen? Hmm. I ain't never seen nowhere explode and get rebuilt like that. Because insurance don't pay out that fast. Insurance does not pay out that fast, especially when your shit has been ruled as arson. When there's video footage When there's video footage of people pouring gasoline everywhere. Or accelerant, excuse me. Um, There's a lot to unpack there. Um, and apparently the POS system got uh, caught in the explosion somehow. And then they just got Almeida looking like Game of Thrones right now. Like, it's just it's just a bunch of rich niggas fighting for nigga supremacy in Third Ward to be the, to be the one who rules them all um, around where, where white people are building around everything else. You either got to wait for lunch or wait for brunch. I mean, if you go to either one. As far as I'm concerned, all this is a reason for me to stay home. And neither one of them promotes any type of social distancing. Ever. I've never seen anybody in line at Turkey Leg Hut with a mask. Nope. I've never seen anybody social distancing at Bar 5015 with a mask. Everybody looks like they're sitting right on top of each other like usual. You know, they feel like since they're outside that it doesn't. I'm so sick of y'all in this shit where now if it's outside, that's social distancing and the virus can't catch. Uh, stop it. Y'all are literally touching shoulder to shoulder, chest to back. Y'all so goofy. Y'all, is this what y'all want to be around so bad? Stay the fuck home. Is this what y'all want to be around this badly? You know, DoorDash does work with Turkey Leg Hut. That's DoorDash true. and Uber Eats, I'm pretty sure they do. Yep. DoorDash also works with Mickey Soul Food. And the lady at Mickey Soul Food told me the other day, baby, don't order that DoorDash. You know they overcharge you. We deliver. And you can just order straight from us. I was like, Psh, bet. That's a bet. Real talk. I'm glad I know that. Uh, know what I'm eating tomorrow. I've never eaten at Turkey Leg Hut, actually. I had Turkey Leg Hut a long time ago when they first opened and were not popular. And I thought it was cool. Well, I mean, it, it wasn't it wasn't bad by any stretch, but it sure. was like, I'm like, oh, this is cool. It's not waiting in line for two hours, cool, because it's soul food poured over a turkey leg. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. I mean, look, 
And and the only reason I mention any of this is because, um, I uh, is because people seem to like our talks about black business. By the way, y'all stop tagging me in every every bit of merch that y'all think is overpriced that y'all want me to cut up on. Shout out to, <laughs> shout out to Jermaine Charles. I like him. He tagged me in some shit. I'm not gonna put the I'm not gonna put the 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 label the fashion label out there, but. It was some goofy-ass shit. It, it was some goofy-ass shit that we talked about. And just for me to say, as long as this, as long as long we're doing this segment, the Black Business Update, um, y'all, because some of y'all had a problem with me and my... Look, I get that shipping is a bitch. FedEx, UPS, them niggas rule us right now. And ain't no getting around it. USPS is... On life support, basically. Yep. Shit's gonna be expensive. I get it. No getting around that. Black people, as of now, we don't have a lot of say in uh, cost of production. Especially, mostly small businesses. Cost of production, um, going from from there to point of sale, there's, there's cost in that. Mm-hmm. There's cost in mater- raw materials. We don't really own a lot of stake in that. So that costs. So I realized that black-owned products are going to have a difference in price. Correct. And if you just kept it at that, I wouldn't have had the problem that I had with the way y'all talk about black business. I'm making this clear because uh, I had quite a few debates and arguments about this um, off-air. If y'all had just kept it at that, look, Shit's cutting into my costs, so it cuts into the price. If you kept it there, that'd be one thing. But don't tell me you're a black business if you're just setting the standard by what white people do. Well, Gucci costs eight. Well, Gucci costs eighty. You got a problem with fifty? Yes, I still do. Don't tell me. Don't tell me you're a black-owned business, but you're setting your standards by white people. By what white people do. Let's stop. Talking about what white people do. How about that? That's my problem. Quit talking down to me and counting my pockets. My thing is, if you, if if you if you sell these things and you truly believe in your own product and you and you believe that it that it deserves whatever price point you set for it, fine. There there's there are people who will believe that with you. Um, Oz is not the type of person that is going to believe in that quality <laughs> at a certain price point. Nope. Regardless, <laughs> regardless of how good the quality is, and that's I mean, and that the real the reality is that's how a lot of people are. Like, you know, I buy. I, I, I this is gonna be tough. Um, it's I, okay, man. I I buy Jordans. I do. It's okay. I do. You're not alone. I do. Some sometimes. <laughs> I um. Sometimes I pay a little above retail. Some sometimes. Um. But I don't have any. I don't have any delusions about their quality compared to lesser priced shoes. You just you know people like what they like. Yeah. And there's you know. People should not be shunned for their for their buying choices. 
Um, I say this as my household receives packages every single day. <laughs> um, same. You know, same. People not should, should not be shunned for their buying choices. They, I mean, they have every right to buy what they want. You also have every right to talk shit about this shit that you ain't gonna pay for Facts. as well. So. You know, you know, that's and, what it, that's and, what it boils down to. And so I, you know, and we, I just wanted to clear the air about that because there was a lot of, there's been a lot of talk around that and a lot of talk around why people feel the way they feel about black business. And I guess, I guess the community for black business that I have in my head, we're not there yet. Because again, we don't have a lot of stake in mm-hmm. uh, production and raw materials and stuff like that yet. Yep. Um, and a lot of people don't have the means of mass production to reduce those prices the way that you feel like they should. So again, it boils down to either you want to pay for it or you don't, or you don't. Um, but yeah, don't just just don't just don't guilt me with what the white man does. Yeah, because um, I, I ain't paying for the white man shit either. Facts, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so yeah, that'll do it for the black business report. Um, we might we, we might make that a recurring. Sorry, we could be more constructive, but yeah, you know, niggas ain't got money like that. It's true. Um, yeah, we might, we might fall back to that every once in a while. Uh, I like it. Black Business Report. We'll come up with a different name. Um, let's see. What else we got? Um, are you caught up on I May Destroy You? Yes. My God. Uh, So, let me tell you what I did. I... The show should be called Trigger Warnings. (laughs) (laughs) Real talk. It is Trigger Warnings Abound. Um, let me tell you what I did like a fool Mm-mm. i wanted to catch up and i binged the last the, the past four episodes in a row in one sitting in one sitting one single sitting one night let me see let me check your wrist for with, like blade marks with no alcohol wow and sober sober as fuck dude the most i could watch in a row was two i watched two in a row at one point i was just like Ugh. i think i sat through it because i think i have a crush on uh Terry. Michaela Cole's friend, Terry. Mm-hmm. I knew it. Um, so, that was a hard sit-through, man. Let me tell you something. And, and I, this is fucked up because I just got through... I was binging something else. I was watching, like, Steven Universe or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> and figured, let me catch up the, on what I may destroy you. The exact opposite. The polar fucking opposite. And so, let me tell you something. Michaela Cole is brilliant. She is. I Michaela Cole is a way smarter writer than I gave her credit for. Um, even though I, I enjoyed chewing gum. Um I enjoyed it, but I felt like it got it got a little silly, which I mean, it's not it's I not started out silly. Yeah, and it's not a criticism. It was just I was like, eh. It was it was cool. Well when you watch I May Destroy You and then you look at the tone overall <laughs> of chewing gum. Yes. Yeah, in retrospect, it looks way it it was already a little goofy. It looks way goofier. Yeah. Um, so this is an, imp- I, I feel like th- we can almost, we can call this, even though I have not seen the rest of the season yet, an important show. Yes. I think this official, this officially can be categorized as an important show. I, I agree with you because I feel like it's a show that intentionally makes you uncomfortable Very about a lot much. of things. There are, there are a lot of. And, and the crazy part is there are a lot of heavy themes in this show mm-hmm. that you know a lot of people around us are going through. Facts. You know it. But it, 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 
if, if I and I hate to compare it to another black show, but if you compare it to a show like Insecure, where Insecure is largely predicated around people, and I'm I'm simplifying this, people in relationship problems. Yeah, which is basically what Insecure is about. This shit. This is not a sitcom by any, by by any by the definition of anything that's come before Look, it. It's it's heavy. Um, it's heavy as shit. And and everything that happens to someone you've heard someone talk about before, but you've just never really like seen it on TV. Like oh shit. And 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 it happens in real time to make you uncomfortable. And yep. somehow they seem to still maintain. A degree of comedy, yeah. Which Michaela Cole is really good at that balance. She's very good at that, especially like with her character. Her her character is always kind of in an aloof state or in, right. a, in a state of oblivious, uh, a state of denial. Yeah, a lot, you know. So that kind of lends comedy to it. But it that shit is heavy. And nobody. And and I think the other thing that threw me off is that I I kind of assumed from the first episode that this is going to be one of those things where this party girl kind of finds, kind of has something traumatic happen to her and discovers kind of a new, more holistic way to live life and kind of goes through this grand transformation. Mm-hmm. But it's not at all that. That, you, that was... She's still the turn-up chick. The The first episode, by comparison, is very optimistic compared to the rest of the show. Compared shit. to where it's gone. Yeah. And nobody is wholly a good person. And nobody is totally a bad person. Mm-hmm. I can say Michaela Cole's character is a bad friend. Oh, she is. We're at that point where I can go ahead and say it now. Yeah, Michaela Cole's character is a bad friend, and in some ways, Terry's a bad friend too. She's being very supportive. Yeah, um, but she's done her share of fuck shit as well. Um, I will say the character, the guy Kwame. Mm-hmm. I want him to talk to somebody. I want him to sit down. And yeah. I want I want the next episode to be him having a come to Jesus meeting with his friends. Yeah. And talking to somebody because the shit that happens to him in this show. Yeah. Fucked me up. Yeah. And that was that was definitely a hard a hard to watch scene. And if you're ever wondering, and if you're one of these people like myself that wonders about the representation for men. In it, sexual trauma, yeah, um, they definitely have that covered for you. Yep, um, and they do, and, and it's classy. It's 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 not salacious. Yeah, and it's yeah. That, that's that's a very good way I, to put it. It's hard to say. I can't say classy. It's not gratuitous. Exactly. It's not gratuitous. It's it's very to the point, and it's very. I mean, I've never been in that situation. Sure, but I would imagine that. It was very much like that, like somewhat, somewhat understated, but because of the nature of it, it's it's still traumatic nonetheless. And I think it's the show is, I think, provided a good illustration of how how society shuns men when they are trying to come forth, right, um, needing help or needing protection from this type of trauma. And how we, yeah, how quite often black men are not treated with the 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 kid gloves Mm -hmm. um, in these situations that maybe they should be. And quite frankly, how difficult it is for them, how difficult it is actually for men and women to communicate 
um, when these types of things happen to them. Because the same thing happens to Michaela's character. You know, she goes through something and she has trouble even believing that it happened. Um, her friend goes through something and he just has trouble verbalizing it. Even talking about it. Yeah, because there's a certain... And, and there's a scene that clearly illustrates some of the reasons why there is a shame that's associated with this. Right. And, I mean, this show... This show puts it up in front of you where you're like, yeah, shit, that's... And we'll definitely... Yeah. We'll probably end up throwing some spoilers out there once the season's yeah. over. We're definitely giving you a very unspoilery... I mean, if you want these people watching it on BBC, um, you're you're way ahead of us. I'm not paying for BBC streaming just because that is that's too niche for me. Like I'm, I, I pay for enough streaming as it is. Um, but yeah, we'll definitely come back to uh, that yeah. and overview a little more. Um, uh, a couple of little things that happened. Oprah's magazine ceased print production. Mm. I think um, Oprah's the last one to find that out. Right. <laughs> um, I, I, that's a kind of a sign of times. Um, I, I don't think Oprah's going to miss out on a whole lot of revenue um, if if they're just going exclusively digital. Um, I do I I do miss the written word. In, in the context of like news and the context of like magazines and mm-hmm. newspapers because I, I saw somewhere where most of the most of the um, stories that make the rounds digitally newspapers are breaking those stories like the like the like the real investigative mm-hmm. journalism is still happening at newspapers local newspapers yeah local newspapers um and everything else is just kind of commentary around that, uh, which has its place. I mean, clearly we're we're here, um, <laughs> and people like their news with a degree of human context. Yeah. So, um, I, I just I think that's interesting. Not that Oprah was a was a huge source of news anywhere, um, or that magazine, but you know that's definitely something to... Well, she's just she's kind of emblematic of the whole presence of media. Yeah. Regardless, and, and to see that, you know, even this titan of media is now succumbing to the digital age. And especially the digital the digital age in the COVID era. Yeah. That's a rough one, too. Um, uh, let's see, what else is going on? Um, Sirius, oh yeah, Sirius bought Stitcher. Yep. Uh, apparently, podcasting is a big deal right oh, now. Oh, no. <laughs> you think? Shock. Um, I see everybody's kind of shoring up their base mm-hmm. and, you know, podcasting is definitely ramped up in the high gear. I think we're getting ready for the networked podcast wars. That's what it looks like. Yeah. Spotify just acquired Joe Rogan. Joe Budden's under renegotiation. Yep. Which looks, which looks like it's going in a... It, just if you read the small signs, looks like it's going in a strange, questionable direction that I don't think they were ready for. Yep. Hey, we're entertaining offers if anyone is interested. <laughs> <laughs> we will take that money that that they are not getting. Um. So yeah, that's a that's definitely a thing. Uh oh, here's the other one: Tyson, Mike Tyson, and Roy Jones Jr. are gonna have an exhibition match. Um. 
20 years ago me is very excited about this. <laughs> very excited about this. Um, I'm a little I, afraid. I'm I'm a little afraid. I'm uh, afraid for Roy Jones. Yeah. Roy Jones clearly stays kind of in some degree of old man shape. Mm-hmm. Tyson looks like, if you watch those training videos, he looks like a fucking killer. First, he looks like he is trained to be a mob enforcer. The first one to get hit is going down. <laughs> and by the first one to get hit, I definitely mean Roy Jones. It's probably going to be Roy. Because, um, first of all, Roy Jones Jr. was always smaller. He was he he was a light heavyweight at best, and he had to make weight for that. Yeah, he struggled. He struggled at light heavyweight. He was a middleweight That's most of his career. That's when he started losing. Yeah, he was a middleweight most of his career. And Tyson was Tyson his whole career. Yes. Even, yeah. Even when he even when he got what they said was over the hill, Tyson was still Tyson and would fuck you up. He is now in his mid fifties, still looking like a fucking killer out there. Shit. He looked like his trainer is afraid of him. You know, his trainer is like, bro, I need you to fight somebody because <laughs> we can't keep doing this. He looked he look like he is going for the motherfucking gusto. And the way he talks on his podcast about how he misses knocking niggas out. Roy Jones better watch his ass. Jo- George Foreman is 100% right to be concerned. Uh, he said for both their safety, but we all know he really means Roy Jones. Because Mike Tyson looks like he is just looking for a reason to go unstable yeah. on a motherfucker. Yeah, these are my two favorite fighters ever. Uh, so it's going to hurt me to watch this fight. And I, I, I am going to watch it. I heard something uh, about the fight card is going to be a mix of like boxers fighting MMA people. I don't, I don't care about all that shit. I really hope that's not the case. The one thing that I hope is, I hope, I hope two outcomes don't happen. I hope, number one, that their fight is not boring. I don't think it's going to be. I, I don't hope, think it's going to be like, a, like, like Floyd. Yeah, I, I hope it's not boring. And B, I just, I just hope. I just hope one of them doesn't like get like clocked and knocked the fuck out. It's entirely likely. It's entirely wholly likely. I like RJ. I don't I I, I feel like RJ's gonna get knocked the fuck out. Pensacola, Florida in the house. I feel I, I feel like people are worried about his safety because he's not a great talker as it is with the <laughs> level of brain damage that he has. <laughs> I saw him in the Matrix, and that was a rough. Them, them three lines were rough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I couldn't fuck with it. Yeah, my I actually met RJ. Um, really? Time, oh yeah, long time ago, South by Southwest, in okay. the mid '90s, maybe. Okay. Um, at some show at South by Southwest at, at a bar playing pool, um, and I stepped back, and I and someone bumped me. Okay. Stepped back, and I turned around like, man, what the fuck? Oh. And it's Roy Jones. It was Roy Jones. I was like, <clears throat> what's up? Oh, shit. He's yeah, like, right? He's like, oh, what's up, brother, man? Sorry about that. You enjoying yourself? I was like, yes, sir. I am. Please don't hit me. I don't say that's in the, in, And we were the same size at that time. Oh, shit. <laughs> so he would have died, you know. He, he would beat the brakes off of that. The brakes. Man. I couldn't imagine meeting Mike Tyson. I couldn't imagine meeting Mike Tyson now. I'm afraid to make eye contact with him. Real talk. Because, you know, Mike Tyson, if he don't know you, Mike Tyson always got this look like, fuck you doing here? He looked like Bucky in the, in the Marvel movies. <laughs> like, if you say the wrong combination of words, 
That's just gonna activate this nigga. Epsilon gamma. <laughs> Rainbow shower. That nigga's the original Winter Soldier in this bitch. <laughs> Mike on hands, man. Um, so I will. I, you know what? They might actually get my pay per view money for that. They, I, I think they might. Um, I'm at least gonna get a tight bootleg stream out of it. Yeah, same. Um, see what else happened in sports. Oh, Lou Williams left the bubble. Hey. So the NBA bubble is already falling apart. <laughs> We can, I can already see it. Hey. Lou Williams left the NBA bubble, snuck out to go to the strip club, to go to Magic City. I didn't even know they had a Magic City in Florida. I think he went all the way to Atlanta. Oh, he flew out? Yeah. Oh, this goofy nigga. Oh, they, oh, they, they got it. They all got it. You know, he, he said he needed to go uh, view a body. They all got the Rona. That's the moral of the story. Um, <laughs> That's exactly how it starts. That's how it started on Planet yeah. of the Apes. So Patient Zero was a stripper named Diamond <laughs> in Magic City. When asked for comment, James Harden merely said, Oh, man. Nigga, you didn't call me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Everybody's going to remember the, that. Everybody's going to remember the moment when half the, when half the NBA... Drop bedridden from the Rona, and all started with it all started with a one dollar bill in Charmaine's <laughs> ass. <laughs> Shit, y'all so goofy, y'all y'all goofy as fuck. It, it's not good looking women in the bubble. Well, and don't nobody work in the hotel. <sighs> you can't you can't watch Taylor Rooks get out of get out come out of her room to get the paper. I I suspect that. Oh, that's the. That was a fly. That was the. That's the, the little fly spot. That's like a, probably like a gnat or something. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That is an electronic. Got him. Fly zapper. Got him. That's all like I can a, say. Like a like a like it looks like a tennis racket. You know what I'm saying? Fuck with me. Oh man. Fuck with a, me. Man, D. Randall is living in the year 3000. This man has the most high tech fly swatter I've ever seen <laughs> in my life. It's glowing blue. Fuck with me. I think it talks. <laughs> I think hey. this motherfucker. I think this motherfucker has artificial intelligence. You to ain't it. seen one fly. It's listening to all our shit. That fly swatter has already got his own. Got, it's on his third episode of his own podcast. It hears one buzz that says "Get down or lay down." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, you know, I, I, basically it was, everybody it was, in the bubble has to roll. That's how I feel. It's rumored that they have guest houses for for the slide pieces. In the bubble, but that you know that—that's where it's all about to get bucked. That will never be confirmed. Oh, never. But even though that's how it's going to happen, I, I suspect that there's a separate quarantine era area for uh, the slidation. They 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 getting checked for more than the Rona. That's all I know. When we do find out, we're gonna find out from J.R. Smith. J.R. Smith's gonna be the one. J.R. Smith and James Harden is the straight creep squad <laughs> of the NBA. Harden is, is Tristan in the bubble? Nah. No. Okay. Nah, I don't think so. Uh I don't say Tristan Thompson in the bubble. It's rap. It's a motherfucking party. <laughs> Chloe Chloe ain't and, and that well, no, if Tristan's in the bubble, Chloe in the bubble with him. She's yep. she not letting she's him right out of her him. motherfucking sight. <laughs> they got that they they have that relationship. He can't say he can't say nothing else. Mm-mm. He can't say nothing else in the car. 
Hey, pull hey, hey, pull over, stop at this McDonald's. Did you go to McDonald's with that bitch? <laughs> he could be like, nah, we were <laughs> talking about prison reform. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Jordan Woods thoughts are on prison reform. You know, we you know, we are supporting Black Lives Matter. I I just wanted to see what she was saying about that, you know what I'm saying? I feel like Jordan Woods is owed an apology. No, Jordan Woods is owed um one moment to slap the shit out of Chloe Kardashian. Ooh, I'd pay to see that. Real talk. Chloe and who's a friend? Which one? Kylie? They all one of one of them young made up ones. <laughs> I keep saying all the all the ones, all the Jenners are made up. I didn't hear I didn't I didn't hear about them before. That's because they had to they had to go through the prime batch first. <laughs> before you get to the backups. And and probably I mean they were also like probably very young when the Kardashians first dropped. Oh, that's true. Just too. like in another ten years you're gonna see like the grandkids pop up now. Somebody cause somebody tried to sell me on a Kendall Jenner. What the fuck where the fuck did a Kendall Jenner come from? Y'all just make y'all just going through all the K names and just making these bitches up. I swear. Um so yeah, uh let's see, we got anything else? Let's see. Tyson, Oprah, I made the story. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with more foolishness and fuckery. You are listening to Opinions While Black, sober conversation with the least sober team in podcasting. Pour up. And we are back. Yeah. We are black. Mm-hmm. We are opinionated. Certainly. And... It's a Monday. We're having a we're we're having a light one. We're not drunk per se. Yeah. We're feeling it a little bit. Yeah. Um, I will tell you this: the social distancing, the 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 whole quarantine thing. You know, you are way too excited. You know that you've been in the house, uh, cooped up way too long. When the shit that excites you is getting a tracking number for your order. Mm. Love it. I got a tracking number, and now I'm excited. Or when that shit says your order is 10 stops away. I go outside. I'll be outside ready. I'm going to see that shit coming down the street. You see how slow he's driving? Yep, that's him. That's him. Watch. So I have something something on the way that I've been waiting for for a long time. Um, uh, It's Kickstarter funded. So you know know how those things are when something actually comes to life. And you're finally going to get it in your hands. Uh, it's a very exciting thing because you've been just staring at that at that <laughs> concept art for God knows how long. Processing. <laughs> and so um, they they gave me they told me late last night. I was up randomly late last night, and they sent me an email saying that the tracking numbers were going to go out. That they were, that the shipping was going to happen this week, and the tracking numbers were going to go out. Mm. And um, it was it, it was a it was a moment. For me, because I'm like, I'm waiting on the tracking number, and I'm like, I just need to know who it's going through. Because if it's going from overseas through DHL, I need to be outside yeah, waiting on that shit so they don't just throw my shit at the gate. Like, they, they'll launch that shit from the street. <laughs> <laughs> they gonna punt that bitch. DHL don't give a fuck about your package. At all, bro. Like, I I told you. Did I talk about FedEx? The shit that happened to me on FedEx? <laughs> FedEx don't give a fuck either. Bro. FedEx, I needed, I don't know if I talked about this or not. I needed 
so my headphones uh, need a special charger. Mm-hmm. And they were sending me a new one because they had just updated they with these new ones with updated firmware and all this shit. And first of all, FedEx held my shit hostage for a solid eight days. Yeah, do that shit. The shit was in Houston. Yeah. For like four of the eight days. It'll just be sitting there. And it, and it was just in three different. I ain't no facts had this many fucking smart centers or whatever the fuck in Houston. Sometimes they gotta pass by your house to take that shit to another distribution center. Bruh! <laughs> Man, I, my friend, shout out to Terry. Uh, my friend Terry, who listens to this podcast, I remember in the back in the early days when she would go to she would go to a UPS center and ask them what the fuck is up with a the package. They say, "Well, it's on a truck," and she would she would she would pick me up and we'd go ride around fucking Pearland or somewhere looking for trucks. And she'd pull a truck over and say, "Do you have my package?" I swear to God. Wow. I'm I'm not making this up. Wow. And um, so of course I'm not gonna do that in the COVID era. Um, Amazon take that. Amazon will take care of your shit. I will say. Yeah. I'd be excited when they say my shit's ten stops away. Yep. <laughs> I go and pick them motherfuckers outside. And if I can't go outside, I'll leave. I'll leave them some water and, some, and a snack or some shit. Yeah. I will. I swear to God. Um, Amazon be holding your shit down. FedEx kind of doesn't give a fuck. They showed up. My shit was flat. <laughs> I knew it was a problem then because my shit was flat. <laughs> I was so mad. I knew what was about to happen. It was flat and had a sticker on top of the original packing sticker where they had clearly ripped it up or where they had clearly smudged it or I don't know what the fuck happened to this package. I open it and the, the, the charger is flat stepped on where the little USB port is bent I'm downward. Not, not I can't even, even plug it into a fucking computer. I, 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 I promise I'm not. I, I want to slap the shit out of FedEx. The, <laughs> the defund FedEx. <laughs> defund FedEx. The first nigga I see, the the first FedEx nigga I see, I'm punching him in the fucking mouth. Hey, there's one stays right down at the end of the street here. He got his own truck. Don't on site. I'll, Don't I, let me see him. I'm and, punching and him in his and fucking mouth. He's a light skinned nigga too. I let me find out he don't want to drop that shit off. If <laughs> and, and if it wasn't him, he knows who did it. I'm punching him in his fucking mouth and telling him tell tell your man what it's gonna be when I see him on site. Defund FedEx, y'all. Hashtag defund FedEx. Hashtag that shit. Abolish FedEx. Abolish FedEx. Let UP let USPS buy them niggas. Well, or one or whatever. UP, USPS is on life support. Amazon can buy them all. <laughs> Amazon about to rule all this shit because y'all fucking up. Fuck FedEx. Um, it is time for. White oh. people must be stopped. Oh shit! I forgot we were still doing the show. I forgot we would. I forgot we still had a podcast. <laughs> I was so I was so fucking bad. Skirt skirt. So, um, Vanita Johnson sent me the sent me this article. Vanita, Vanita, Vanita. Um, shout out to Vanita. Um, she's definitely one of our white people must be stopped correspondents. Um, this is from. Well, it's from mid July. Okay, I can't wait till we have some shit like the Daily Show where we have actual where white have people can't be stopped correspondents. In a historic, this is from uh, CNN.com. In a historic move, the city of Asheville, North Carolina, 
voted unanimously to approve a reparations resolution for black residents Tuesday night. Asheville, which is 83% white and 12% black, formally apologized for the role it played in slavery in implementing racist policies. The resolution, which passed in a 7-0 to city council vote, mm. does not mandate the direct cash payments to descendants of slaves or 40 acres and a mule. Instead, the city plans to make investments in areas where black residents face disparities. Uh, the resolution calls for forming policy and programs that will establish the creation of generational wealth and address reparations due in the black community, as well as asking state legislature and federal government to do the same. Uh, well, I could go ahead and stop right there, actually, because we definitely reported on whether or not we thought reparations would ever happen. Mm -hmm. I guess I got to eat a little bit of crow. Yeah. Um, I don't think this is going to set a precedent nationwide. Um, cause, uh, white supremacy is just way too stacked. Yep. Uh, I'm happy for North Carolina. Uh, but this is kind of what we said should happen instead of, uh, you know, these cash payments, which we know how well that's working out mm -hmm. with the stimulus and shit. Yep. Um, it should go to bettering black communities, which makes complete sense. Total sense. It's, it, especially when... A lot of these communities were engineered for failure. Correct. Were engineered to fail black people. Um, I would like to see something like this pass in Flint, Michigan. So maybe they can get some fucking water. Some clean water. Still, yo. I'm pretty sure... Do, are, they still don't have clean water. They still do not have clean water. Jesus Christ. Um, but I'm glad this is happening. Um, like I said, I hope it sets some kind of precedent for how other uh, communities react because this is the change that we're actually asking for i feel like tulsa oklahoma should rebuild black wall street real talk fuck with me you know there's a there is a black wall street app have you seen that i have not there's it's called it's called original uh, something like that ori uh, official black wall street somebody has bought that name and licensed it and they have a black wall street app where you can um, look up black businesses in your area. Like, uh, you know, if you have a black business, you register with these guys. Mm. And it's it looks like it's nationwide. And you can put in your area code. Mm. And it'll show you all the black businesses that have registered with these people. This is not an advertisement, but... This is not an advertisement, but it... it you can it search is, and discover thousands of black-owned businesses near you. You can. Uh, I, have it on, I have it on my phone. It looks They it have looks a pretty map... Good. You can buy directly through it. And real talk. And I what got me is they have the Cowboy Museum on there. You know, this is not an advertisement, but I'm going to download this app right now. And I had, had plans. I was gonna I was gonna play with it a little more and review it. Um just in case it was trash. Um so far, it seems like people are the, the people that have used it seem to like it. Um, do you have the what's the rating? Four point three out of five. Oh shit! So not, you see, not, it's not pretty bad. good. Not bad. Um, I don't want y'all to send me any notifications though. But yeah, I think. Uh, but yeah, so I think that um, places like North Carolina are giving us the kind of change that we're actually asking for. 
you know, uh, you know, aside from, you know, hey, police don't kill us. Um, institutional change, something that's going to change, that's going to make the community better for future generations. Yep. That's going to be a landmark in that. That's going to be a landmark in that city. And that, and that should be something that's asked uh, for more cities. Especially when you have a city like Houston, I, I joked about it earlier about um, historical areas of town being ravaged yeah. for "quote unquote" progress. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like a more concerted effort needs to be put towards keeping resources in that community, especially when you know people are going to be displaced. Facts as well. Um, that's just my two piece. And. I tell you what, since since Randall is actually registering for the app, we'll both probably play around with it a little bit and probably have some real thoughts on it uh, at some point. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, so thank you, Vanita, for that article. Um, that's definitely something that we overlooked that we should be talking about. Um, and for the rest of you, send your racist stories. Your real-life racist encounters, along with your uh, listener letters, um, your questions for myself and D. Randall, please send those to opinionswhileblack at gmail.com or log on to opinionswhileblack.com where you can find a portal to uh, any of our social media avenues, including Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. That's right. Um, and eventually, after, after July 31st, you'll also find the merch. Um, we'll be right back we're going to take a quick break we'll be back with more opinions while black Uh, you are listening to Houston's most savage podcast pour up and we're back we are black we are opinionated, and we're actually fairly not drunk for a Monday night. Being responsible today. Being fairly responsible. Um, not working out tonight, but that's another story. I gotta get up and do that shit in the morning. Um, it's time for your listener letters. Uh, we have we have something from David Anderson. Uh, what up, David? David asks for our thoughts on the old guard and Charlize Theron steadily killing the acting game. Shout out to David. I know David. Yeah, yeah, he's mad cool. I think I, I yeah. last time I saw him, I think I saw him at a con. Yep. Uh, he yeah. was at Comic Palooza. Yeah, yep. he Comic has a a booth up yeah. there. Okay. Yeah, he was the one. I think for a couple of years he actually designed the the badges for Comic Palooza, like the year that we did the podcast. There. He did. Yep. Yes, I, that 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 was definitely his art. Okay. Shout out to David. The firmest. Handshake of all time. My goodness, man. That is a grip, nigga. Like, <laughs> lay off the forearm exercises, dude. <laughs> but a genuinely good dude. He's nice one guy. of those dudes that has the old school look. You remember that little that little exercise grip joint? I got one in that they do on that they had on like American Psycho and yeah, shit. I got I got one. So Um Isometrics, I ain't mad at it. Yep. Him. Um so yeah, he asked us about the old guard. And uh, Charlize Theron, I like the old guard, man. Now, my man Scott, now I will say, my man, shout out to Scott Woods, um, who is definitely a cultural critic of his time. Mm-hmm. He did not appreciate the old guard as much. I appreciate it for what it is, which is kind of 
popcornish superhero-like action that you don't really have to think too much about. And it's and it's it's canned in two hours, and you you get a you get a whole story. You get you feel like you get the beginning of a you do of something of a franchise. Yeah, maybe. and I mean it is what it is. I yeah. I, I I enjoyed the young black protagonist as well. I I did as well. I like that. Uh, I, I think it you know it was done. I like that she wasn't made to be traditional in the way that traditional woman heroes tend to be. Yeah, you know she was just she was just hurt. Like she, you know she had, you know she had she had cornrows and fucking and and you know she just had she was jeans and a jacket on. Just she was just chill. She, was just, she dressed like a person. You know what I'm saying, and not like a caricature that we get in most comics. Which is nothing wrong with that. That's yeah. got its place. But it's good to see some variety. Let's talk about how Charlize Theron is legitimately one of the greatest action movie stars of all time. Man, listen. I could never say anything bad about Charlize Theron, even if I wanted to. I can't even talk about uh, her wild-ass crochet braids in the Fast and Furious movie. Hey. Um, looks good on you. <laughs> I'll put it that way. My African-American queen. <laughs> Um, I no for real. I liked the old guard. I thought it was very straightforward. It had a it had a pretty decent cast. Yep. Um, I look forward to possibly one more movie from this. Yeah. Um, I would be I would be amazed if Charlize sat down for another one of these. Um, uh, um, Chef was gonna kill me because he's he's sent me this at least twice. The director. Um, who did Love and Basketball? Mm-hmm. Um, Gina something by the wood. Yes. Okay. And um, yeah, it, I, it was. It, I, I have to say, for Netflix, for Netflix like quality, mm-hmm. I feel like they've stepped it up, and they, it was definitely a real budget here. Yeah. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was originally bound for the theaters. Agreed. I'm sure it was, but. Uh, I I sat there. Most there are a lot of Netflix movies that I don't sit through. Yeah, there are a lot of them that I don't sit through, and and it I I sat through it and enjoyed it. And again, she to me is a legit action hero. Um, you can't tell me she didn't do the damn thing in Atomic Blonde. You know they're ready to do Atomic Blonde too. Let's do it. I'm ready. I I want it. I'm I'm here for it. I, I love the Atomic Blonde. I'm definitely here for Not it. Not everybody did. Some of my cohorts said Black Nerd Problems didn't like Atomic Blonde. I love that shit. I don't care. Um, what y'all I, think? Uh, shit. I I love that it was it was very much a punk rock version for me. Yeah. Tinker Taylor Soldier Spy. Yeah. Um, so she, I'm ready for that. Of course, she was good in Mad Max Fury Road. I, I, I fucked with that. Like she's she's a legit. Action star, and she's a rec- she's now a recurring Fast and Furious villain. Yeah, and she, you know, she can also act in other shit too. She could do serious shit, you know. Yeah. She she wants something for Monster, I think. Man, that was a deep transformation there. It takes a lot to make Charlize Theron ugly. Yes, and they still really didn't do the job, and, as and, far as I'm concerned. And you still like, man, you know, they just she just looked like somebody they pull over on cops. If they just scraped the gray out of teeth, I would still. <laughs> Hmm. Um, I'm ready for an all all uh, female action movie. I, you know, weren't they supposed to do like an all woman Expendables? Yeah, and it just never got off the ground. 
Yeah, but you know, if you look at the Expendables themselves, yeah, man, the people in that movie <laughs> franchise. Apparently, all the women they wanted for it weren't over the hill enough. Yeah, because <laughs> Arnold was just barely was just barely getting it done. Who would you put in the female version of Expendables? Uh, let's see, Gina Carano. Yes, Gina Carano needs to be in all things woman action. Um, I would put Angela Bassett in it. Mm. Angela Bassett would be the head of the shit. Yep. Um, I would put Taraji in it just because um, she needs she needs to win her respect back from doing Proud Mary. I tried to watch this shit, man. That, that, it, that <laughs> I watched five it. minutes of it and I was like, nah. That wasn't it, man. Yeah. That wasn't it at all. Michelle Yeoh's got to be in that bitch. Okay. Um, oh, who else? Um. Who who would you pick? Who you gotta um, pick? I would even even though I don't think she can act, I would put Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey gotta be in it. Um, I saw her in a in a Mark Wahlberg movie, in a Mile Twenty Two. Yeah. Um, she didn't do much, but she got it done. Uh, um, uh, hold up. Um, shit, I would not put. Um, We need more female black action stars. Yeah, that's true. That, that that's really what it would it. Every now and then they try to give us one. They try to pop one off, and doesn't always get it done. Like Proud Mary. Then it'll be a terrible. Movie. Yeah. But um, hold on. What? Oh, um. What are you trying to think of? Mila Jovovich. That's what I'm trying to think of. Mila Jovovich is one of the quintessential uh, female action stars. Yeah. Um, her and her midriff have saved the world countless times. <laughs> um, she been she been basically she got big off the fig, fifth element. She been making that money ever since. Oh well, she wasn't dazed and confused. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, gotta put her in it. Um, so yeah, I, I I would I think we could have a pretty legit all woman expendables. Get some black women. Get some more black women out there. Um, uh. Maybe Hallie could make a cameo appearance. Oh, especially after after John, John Wick. Wick. Oh, yeah, uh. she was legit. Uh, uh, oh, I got a, I got a dark horse for you. Okay, Viola Davis. Yes. After uh, put Viola Davis in anything. I'm good. With Widows it. was that the movie? Widows. Widows. Yeah, that was the one. Was that the Liam one? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. After that, yeah. Michelle Rodriguez got to be in that. Oh, maybe. Yeah, I think maybe. she's had enough. <laughs> I mean, I think I've had enough of watching her yeah. uh, fight with the fight with the script. <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah. So uh, thank you for. The- oh, David also wanted to ask about uh, Ghost of Tsushima. I've been for those of you who don't know, I have been in the house, um, <laughs> um, not doing anything I'm supposed to be doing, but except playing the new PS4 game Ghost of Tsushima. Which is one of the, one of the last big titles we're gonna see before the PS5 drops. So I'm waiting for. Um, Ghost of uh, a lot of actually a few people want me to talk about this. Ghost of Tsushima is one of the best games of the year. Um, it is the most beautiful game of this, not the not the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful of this era of PS4. Um, it's incredible. So basically, it's an old, it's a samurai game. You know, Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption was like mm-hmm. an open world western. 
This is an open world samurai game. Mm. Uh, basically, the Mongols. Um, it's slightly historically accurate. The Mongols are taking over Japan, and they're using this island called Tsushima as a power base. Um, and they've occupied it, and the samurai went to face them and got their shit pushed in. And Jin is one of the only survivors of the attack. Pre uh, maybe the last samurai on the island. And he was left for dead. Uh, and has to basically come back from that. And mm. acquire skills that are not befitting of a samurai. Like sneaking around. A lot, a lot of times samurais are portrayed as going into a town and calling out the fighter. And dueling them. Very Kurosawa. Um, he has to kind of betray that samurai code to save his home. Um, this game is gorgeous. There are these great moments where you're just where you're climbing a mountain and you make it to the top of the mountain. You can see the whole rest of the island until out on the beach where all this and you can see the detail and all the ships that are coming into the shore to occupy the island. Um, I will say that in scale. It is not quite as epic as Red Dead because Red Dead had a lot involved and there was more ground to cover mm -hmm. and there were more things to do with those characters. This is kind of just a one, a one-stop mission. This is just this guy. You know, it doesn't make sense to stop to go fishing when your your island is under enemy occupation. Yeah. So there's not a lot of that kind of basic everyday living stuff to do like it's Animal Crossing or any of that shit um but it definitely keeps you occupied cause the Mongols could just be at any fucking street corner uh anywhere anywhere you're at and you can either sneak around and pick them off one by one or you can call out the baddest fighter beat him in a duel and then cut everybody else down to fight um it's fun man it's not I would call Red Dead, Arkham Knight, and Spider-Man the gold standard for open world gaming on the PS4. If those are A+, I would call Ghost of Tsushima an A- to a B+, maybe. Somewhere in that range. I'm just intrigued by the fact that you can just run around and chop motherfuckers up. My God. Sip, sip, sip. And it never gets old, and you acquire skills that make that keep making it fun. I just acquired a blowgun, a blowgun that can either just outright kill you, or drive you insane and make you cut up your other enemies. I need that. That's amazing. It's amazing. This is the one of the most beautiful games, and they have a photo mode that is not unlike having Instagram on a game, to where you can just take gorgeous shots. Of everything, and you can filter it the way you want. You can, you can, you can make the camera the way you want, so you can get a great shot of you cutting down some guy. Damn. Um, I have been posting those on my social media. Uh, every time I get a new set of armor, I post that shit. This is an amazing game. I've been playing it for a week, and I only just finished Act One of the story. <laughs> so you can do a lot and never touch the story. Damn. So yeah, Ghost of Tsushima is wonderful. It's one of the last big games that's gonna that we're gonna see unless Call of Duty drops their new one, and uh, until Cyberpunk comes out, 
Um, it's one of the last big games before the PS5. I think it's totally worth it. Um, so thank you, David, for that. Um, what else we got? Oh, Tales to Enrage had a question on Twitter. Uh, I'm fucking up by not having by not having Twitter ready. Uh, he asked us. I think this. Was, I'm pretty sure this was for both of us. He asked us about our favorite X Men. Oh. Uh, quote. Who's your favorite X person, and which one would you actually hang out with on a regular basis, if any? Um, Randall, will let you knock that one out first. Damn, that's um, that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of that's kind of deep, cause right. Um, <laughs> there's um, man, I I might I might deep dive on a couple of them for you y'all. Come back. No, I'm I'm a deep dive. I'm I may I may say more than one. Um Go for it. Some of you might not be familiar by an ex person by the name of Monet. From uh, Generation X. Yeah. Okay. Originally from Generation X, she was also a part of X Force. Um she has like super strength and vulnerability and a bunch of other stuff. Um anyway. I like her because um she has a complete disdain for everyone yeah i love those um she just does not like people at all but she's a lot of fun to be around um doesn't give a fuck really kind of kind of says it how's it is how it is and 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 keeps it moving like um probably a terrible person in real life but sure but if if she's on your side she's a fun person to be around i feel like um besides her and we're just talking about like people that we would probably fuck with in real life right 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 yeah because i have two separate i have a favorite and then i have somebody that i'll actually hang out with yeah um but i mean overall favorite i i would i would i would probably just this is a sellout answer but i would probably just say wolverine Cause um, <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine, you know, and, uh, imagine being in the current era that we're in now, in the environment sure. that we're in. Yeah. Imagine if you personally yeah. had an adamantium skeleton, ridiculous healing factor, and could shoot metal claws. Out your fist. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Fuck with me. Do whatever the fuck you want to do. Fuck with me. Real talk. I'm just saying, like, That's a good answer. I just, just, just fuck with me. That's a great answer. That's all I'm saying. Um, yeah. How about you? Um, I, I have to say, I was about, I was gonna say, my, my person to hang out with would probably be Wolverine, just because he seems like he knows where all the good bars are. <laughs> um. And he seems like he'd be the one most likely to actually have a good time. Don't drink with him. Uh, don't drink with oh, him. Don't try to out drink him. him. He'll drink you under the fucking table. But I'll say, since you said Wolverine, I'll say I'll probably, I'll probably hang out with Storm. Storm is a little more... She's a little more bougie, her character usually is, in the comics than, I'm, than people <laughs> I would normally hang out with. But she, also, but she also seems mad cool at the same time. Yeah. And 
she's just kind of aristocratic as far as her personal style and way she carries herself. Yeah. But she's probably really cool to like people. Um I would like to I would definitely like to hear her her worldview like politically. Mm. She seems I mean she's obviously very well traveled. She's obviously she's obviously been a diplomat at some point. I would like to hear her worldview on global politics. Um, as far as you never have to pay for air conditioning you around her. You never have to pay for air conditioning. She's always she's she's always going to be just the right temperature for her, and you just kind of have to get with it. Yep. Um, I would probably my favorite X Man is probably Cyclops. Cyclops gets a bad rap. Because he's always a, he was always a cornball in the in the cartoon and the movies. <laughs> it was he was a fucking cornball in the movies, man. Yeah. If you if you want your if you want people to see your character as a complete fucking cornball, just have him be played by James Marsden. Wow. He's always the cornball in something. Very true. Um, and he's always kind of portrayed as a whiny cornball in the cartoon, because uh, he's very repressed. Because He's always looking after Jean Grey. Because Wolverine knocked it down. Because Wolverine, we all know he fucked the shit out of her, probably. Um, but in the comics, Cyclops is like the ultimate superhero, man. Like, other than Captain America, he is the ultimate leader. Like, and and it doesn't get enough, it doesn't get enough play uh, in the collective consciousness, because not everybody reads comic books, because it's a niche form, but... Cyclops is the ultimate leader other than Captain America. Like, he's literally a guy who's been trained to fight killer giant robots since he was 15 years old. Cyclops always has a plan. He could, and even if he didn't have his powers, he could beat the living fuck out of you in a fist fight. He goes toe-to-toe. With, yeah. He's gone toe-to-toe with Wolverine. Yeah. Like, just without powers. That's pretty fucking tough. I want to change one answer. Okay. I want to change the person that I would hang with now that I think about it. Okay. Monet's still dope because yep. she don't give a fuck. Sure. I would actually want to kick it with Magneto. I, I think Magneto I think Magneto would put you onto some game that you didn't really that you didn't really see coming. Like he'll get he'll give you a perspective on shit. And and, and make you kinda like you know what I'm saying? He'd be like, hey you know, he'd be like, Look, mutant lives matter. He he seems like he would be the lead for Mutant Lives Matter. So here's the thing about Magneto. Now that you've brought that up, Magneto seems cool, and I like him as a villain. I like his where his character arc has taken him mm-hmm. uh, to this point, and I like his resolve uh, in mutant kind or whatever. Yeah. But hanging out with him, he seems like I have to admit he seems like he would be a little tone deaf in racial politics. You're right. You're right. You're right. He would. Uh, he You're seems right. like the dude who would totally understand uh, mutant lives mattering, but be completely lost on Black Lives Matter. Yeah. He seems like he would be a little tone deaf. He seems like he would be very well intentioned, but he seems. Uh, he just seems like he wouldn't get it, or he would say the wrong shit. Cable he, would definitely vote for Trump. Cable would one hundred percent vote for Trump. <laughs> Cable represents everything <laughs> that we should really just hate about 90s action characters. <laughs> he is everything that Rob Liefeld loved that we should just hate about 
characters and storytelling with all the fucking 18 pouches yeah. and the 16 barrels on the fucking gun. It, everything about him is excess. Rob Liefeld is just one of the worst creators ever <laughs> in comic book history. He cannot draw worth a damn. He is white mediocrity abound. Yes. He is what it's like to fail upward in entertainment. Damn. That's what it looks. That's what failing upward in entertainment yeah. looks like. And I, I get on him so bad because he won't shut the fuck up about how he created Deadpool. But the yeah. but the Deadpool that we love from the movies and all that shit. That's not the one he wrote. It's nothing like that. That's nothing like that. Another. I I I feel so bad for forgetting uh, the name of the writer. But writers came along and revamped Deadpool right. to be the one that we know and love. Shut the fuck up, Rob Liefeld. Sick of hearing from you. Deadpool would definitely vote for Kanye. <laughs> Rob Liefeld would vote for Kanye. Jeez. <laughs> I'm just saying. Um, so yeah, thank you, Tales to Enrage. Thank you, David, uh, for those questions. It is now time for the top three STFUs. Who are the three people in America that need to shut the fuck up? Um, we have a few runners up. <clears throat> Talib Kweli has fallen out of the top three into the runners up. In, into the runners up, he got his. You know, he got his Twitter suspended. Somebody actually shut him the fuck up. Somebody finally shut him the fuck up, but not before the the detectives on Twitter. I love how Black Twitter is just private investigators in their spare time. Turns out he fucked Sarah J. Yes, the porn just- star. For those of you that are watching. For those of you that are listening to this podcast with your significant others and pretending that you don't know who Sarah J is, <laughs> Sarah J is like the quintessential white woman porn star. Let me go into my incognito window <laughs> and re-Google real quick um, because someone said Sarah J looks like Triple H with a wig and they are actually correct. <laughs> They are actually <laughs> correct. What? Oh, shit. Somebody oh. says she looks like Vern from Ern and Vern <laughs> with titties. And they are, they are also, they are also correct in stating so. Oh, my God. Oh, man. Not Vern. <laughs> I mean, when you look at her, have you ever seen her in Triple H in the same room? That's true. That's true. I'm still watching this shit, though. Um, that's just an odd one. Talib Kweli and Sarah J. 2020 is just one Mad Lib sentence after another. It really is. It is the most random word generator ass year. I have ever dealt with. Just put two motherfuckers together. Next next week we're gonna hear about Childish Gambino in a fucking cage match with uh Bill Clinton. It could happen. It could happen. It, it may happen. Because Dana White is definitely that desperate. <laughs> um so yeah. Uh Tyler Quali is in the in the runners up. Uh, they finally shut him up. Terry Crews is a runners up. He's uh, fallen out of the top three this wow, week. Damn. Um, he probably only said something halfway stupid. He said, he, he was talking about Nick Cannon, talking about I was never worried about the KKK, I was worried about you. Huh? Because in his mind, Nick Cannon is the black supremacist that he that he was worried about. Let me just, let me just say, Terry Crews, 
if you're ever worried about Nick Cannon, you just need to shut the fuck up. I just Nick Cannon is not someone to worry about. I just want to know how this, how the pendulum just swung so far for Terry Crews and so fast. I, this really has been a meteoric rise wow. in the shut the fuck up power rankings. Because we were just feeling sorry for him for Terry Crews. It's true. It's true. And and we and and just to make just to be clear, what happened to him is still horrible. It is. I just don't feel as remorseful about it. As I once did, I wish it had not. I still wish it had not happened to him. I'm now, I but I am now reluctant to advocate for him. No, I'm not reluctant. I'm not advocating for him. him. (laughs) Fuck him, really. Um, And our other runner-up is we've. I never thought I'd have this person on my podcast ever on a list. Gilly the kid. (laughs) One Gilly the kid is still alive. I'm not mad at Gilly. One, Gilly the Kid is still alive. Two, he is 37 years old and still calling himself the Kid. Um, He's only 37. Yeah, something like that. Like he Uh, he looks like he's he's he he looks like he's 60 in cigarette years. (laughs) 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 The the Newports ad 10 years. Yeah. Um, Gilly the Kid was recently in a little spout, in a little spat back and forth podcast wise with Joe Budden because he said some all lives matter shit and Joe Budden called him out about it on the podcast and called him a fucking idiot and a doof and um, uh, basically tore him a new asshole. <clears throat> Gilly the Kid, who I didn't know had a podcast or any kind of platform, um, tried to call Joe Budden out. By saying, by implying that the Joe Budden podcast is not owned by Joe Budden, that he does not own that intellectual property, which is just unilaterally untrue, um, because he's actually about to move his shit somewhere else. My guess is he's about to move his shit somewhere else because it sounds like those nego- those renegotiations are not going the way he wants. That's another story. Um, he basically went out there and tried to tell people that he didn't own his own IP. Which is not the truth at all. Gilly, one thing about podcasting. People don't expect us to be right on anything. Because we're, we're drinking and we niggas. We just niggas sitting somewhere and we just jump right out there. If you're in a spat with somebody. Over like in an actual beef. People expect the shit you say to, to have some relevance. Right. Or at least to be somewhat accurate. You know. Jay Z in in the takeover actually mathematically broke down why Nas is trash. Yeah. So that's the kind of circles that you're in, and he put out some shit about how Raekwon tried to have Joe Budden jump. That's old news to anybody in those circles. Um, it's not the first time somebody's tried to fight Joe Budden. Um, even Joe Budden says, "I'm not a fighting nigga anymore. I'm just a podcaster with a kid." Um, Gilly. Why are you still named the kid? Even Bow Wow dropped a little. Yeah. And y'all about the same size. And y'all about the same size. And maybe the same emotional maturity level. So maybe y'all can just collectively shut the fuck up. Uh, number three is Drea Michelle. Her big forehead ass? The, the, form, the, the, the former forehead that could launch a thousand ships. 
the basketball wife, the former basketball wife. Mm-hmm. Um, Dre and Michelle was on somebody's podcast, and basically she was talking about Megan, uh, Megan Thee Stallion and Tori, and said that uh, uh, in regards to Megan getting shot, that she wishes that a man cared enough about her to shoot her in the foot to prevent her from leaving the car. Oh. Um, until it happens. Until it happens to you. Everybody thinks. Everybody thinks all this uh, passionate love shit that's really just kind of toxic behavior and um, almost abuse um, is cute until some shit like this happens. Uh, Drea, that was the goofiest shit you could have said. Then you compared it to Whitney and Bobby, and that ended well because that that turned out so well, didn't it? Drea, this is exactly what the fuck is wrong with you. This is what it sounds like. See, this is what it sounds like when you don't have any self self esteem. And a big ass for it. See, and I'm not. I'm not being productive. It. I'm not being productive. This is what it sounds like. But she does have a big ass. This is what it sounds like when you have never been in a productive relationship in your entire life. You're not as fine as you think you are. I kind of want to buy her a father figure for Christmas. Um, Drea. And then the and then the dumbass uh, and then the dumbass half apology, talking about I'm just saying I love hard I believe in loving hard. What happened in that car with Megan and Tory Lanes had nothing to do with love. It was hey, all abuse. Stop saying y'all love hard. Please stop saying that. That just means you're an asshole. All right. <laughs> just 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 stop saying that, y'all. There's no such thing as I love hard. Everybody it, I've ever met that says they love hard, you're either uh, you're delusional, yes. And argumentative void of, or void of self-esteem yeah just stop saying that dumb shit and and i think we just need to put a different face on that just say you need therapy that just means swipe left that's that's all that shit means i, I love hard now just my relationship advice for everybody who has ever said i love hard is get a puppy and get that a puppy puppies don't love hard either and puppies don't love hard puppies love food yeah puppies love food and probably air conditioning and attention and attention. Yeah, definitely attention. Um, Drea, shut the fuck up. This is why you lost your Savage Fenty uh, endorsement deal. Yeah. Because who would have thought that Rihanna would take issue with somebody not taking domestic violence seriously? Mm. You dummy. You fucking idiot. That's what happens. You lose all your good shit. Now... I now I have to unfollow you because there's no reason to follow you anymore because you're not gonna because you're not gonna be half naked and savage fenty anymore. Hmm. Now you're gonna have to downgrade and go to Fashion Nova. Damn. They're practically they're always handing out money. They stay handing out endorsements. Stay. And I don't see how because let me tell you something. Fashion Nova men is the ugliest shit I have ever seen in my entire fucking life. Fashion Nova men looks gross. Let Old Navy send me a check. Real talk. Y'all gonna be mad at me. <laughs> Stud on these motherfuckers. Shit. I don't know who. I don't know who Fashion Nova men is ripping off. You know they they used to say Fashion Nova was ripping off Rainbow or some shit. Yeah. Fashion Nova men must be ripping off Walmart. Probably. Every every shirt Chevy Chase, every shirt Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's ever wore. They just that's that's their whole style. They're ripping off Palais Royal. Virgil Abloh is getting over on somebody under mm. a different name. I know what happened. Um, number two, Cameron. Killer. Killer Cam. Killer Cam thinks he's relevant again. He has some shit to say about Meg Thee Stallion that was ridiculous as well. Um, Cam said that 
uh, according to him, Tori shot Megan because uh, Tori found out that Megan the Stallion, the finest woman that I have ever seen to come from Houston, is secretly a man. This is why you don't trust the judgment of somebody that broke up with Juju. Did he? I mean, did he say that non-ironically? He said it. He said it. He, he said it. He, he said it and he meant it and he thought it was cute. He thought it was a good joke to get off. Here's what I'll say about that. If it turned out that Megan Thee Stallion was a man, everybody's fucked up. Everybody's fucked up. Everybody has, everybody, nobody saw that coming. I if if Megan Thee Stallion turns out it, it, it had turned out to be a man, which I'm not saying is the case. I'm not saying, I'm not I'm not giving life really to that being said. But then I have been attracted. Then I have been attracted to a man, uh, for a while now. Yes. And I'm not. Sh- and in this case, I'm not ashamed to admit it. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion is the finest woman specimen. That I have seen in a very long time, and this is somebody that act that is actively in a pretend mental relationship uh, with Wheezy from Horrible Decisions. <laughs> <laughs> Having said that, they don't make them. You know, there's a god on high when you look at Megan Thee Stallion. Um, that's just Houston women, man. Houston women just doing it like that. It's a lot of Brooklyn. There's a few Brooklyn women that listen to this podcast that I know of. That are going to be upset about me saying that. But we're just saying true things. Uh, Cameron. You don't know your ass from a hole in the ground. Damn. You don't. Kill it. You have the emotional intelligence of a handball. God damn. I don't know if IQ works in negative numbers. Or in like negative integers. Or in fractions. That's what we're measuring your intelligence by at this point. You actively left Juju and you want us to take you seriously about the attractiveness of black women? Cameron, shut the fuck up. I don't even want to say record another Dipset album because half you, half you motherfuckers is in jail or headed for jail. Nah, we don't want another Dipset album. We don't. It's true. I, I think that's over. I didn't ask for that Jim Jones album that came out. I I didn't want that. Go back to the one video where y'all was spraying champagne on each other's chests. <laughs> no judgment. It just seemed like y'all were having a lot of fun. No judgment. Oh shit! <laughs> and girls, they want to have fun. <laughs> They wanna have That's all Ow <laughs> Remember they tried to make that shit a thing Ow <laughs> What the fuck am I talking about Oh man um, Harlem niggas are weird And the number one Is Joe Biden Joe Biden has made his way back To the what? top of the list Joe been chilling Amazingly enough, during the COVID era, Joe Biden has actually been kind of on chill. He has not said as much stupid shit as he could have. But when he does. <laughs> but when he does, it's always special. And I just want to make sure, I, and, and by the way, about number two, about Cameron, I just want to make it clear that the shit he said is in fact transphobic. 
is in fact transphobic. Um, there's a whole unpacking we can go that I, that I can go into about that, but I'm, that's a whole other podcast. Um, Joe Biden, number one. Here's why: Joe Biden fixed his mouth to say that Donald Joseph Trump is the is America's first racist president. Oh, that is dumb. I will repeat that. Okay. Okay. Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. Someone who is asking for black people's votes. Okay, let's not let's not dig it in too much right now. Let's <laughs> fix his mouth to say mm-hmm. that Donald Trump is America's first racist president. First, first, number one, the first, top of the top of the morning, in top the, of the set, the two hundred and fifty year history of this country. First one, okay. landmark. That's an accomplishment. Um, an accomplishment that he could say something that fucking ridiculous. I would, I would, I would even dare say that there were probably, maybe at best, two non-racist presidents, and that's me spotting Obama in there. <laughs> um, you think the white side was racist? Yeah. <laughs> maybe the other one was Jimmy Carter. I don't know. Maybe, uh, I, maybe. I don't know enough about. I, yeah. See, I wasn't alive to experience his politics, so I can't tell you how how anti-black, if at all, Jimmy Carter was. Uh, I was just my generation was just a generation that slandered him. <laughs> um. So there were precedents. I'm gonna go one and a half and counting. Okay. So there was one. The first president, as a matter of fact. The very first one, right out the gate. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm just gonna. I'm not even gonna give you. I'm not even gonna let you build up to it. I'm just gonna say it. Um, I'm pretty sure at least the first ten owned slaves. Uh, yeah, at least. At least. At least the first ten. Actually, I, yeah. And if they didn't own slaves, they said nigger routinely. Well, they even said that even though Abe Lincoln, quote unquote, freed the slaves that. He was still even like, you know, I'll free him, but yeah, y'all. y'all this nigga gonna still come paint my house. Yeah, y'all. I still don't want y'all niggas living next to me, though. <laughs> I just don't want y'all to be owned and shit like that. We're pretty sure Abe lived in a gated community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, now you good. You good from right there, bro. Now you good. Now you ain't gotta thank me. You ain't gotta shake my hand. We good. We good. We good. Just, hey, just take your time getting down to Galveston, though, because. The nigga still got some work to finish Real talk. for a couple of years. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure niggas didn't start being uh, more than two thirds a person until at least twenty something presidents in. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. I mean, notice he just you know he quote unquote set them free. He didn't like give niggas rights or anything. We just got we just got to vote ten minutes ago. Yeah, we just we just we just, we just got to vote ten minutes ago. Um, we I'm, just we just got to vote my parents ago. I'm just saying that's look, crazy, y'all. If you ever look at how white Mad Men is as a television show and the 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 era that it's reflecting, yeah. Um, I can tell you right now how ridiculous the shit Joe Biden said is. The first. No, did you ever see a black person on the Wonder Years? I cannot recall that whole ten or fifteen years that 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 that, that show went on. I'm pretty sure that president was racist. Hmm. You know they're trying to redo that shit. Nope, nope. 
They're trying to redo that shit. Stop. With Fred Savage, with uh, done by Fred Savage, and Lee Daniels. Lee, I still owe Dame Dash money, Daniels. <laughs> yes, the Butler Lee Daniels. I would only watch that show if Fred Savage can do it like Fred Savage does it, and that shit is on FX. Real talk. I like, don't say there needs from to the be creators a, of Snowfall. Yeah, from the, I need that one from the director of fucking. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. TVMA LSV. Real talk. I need all the warnings on that shit. Hell yeah! It, 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 if all if if the whole main cast is alive by the end of the season, it ain't done right. It ain't done right. Fuck that. Yeah. Um. All that to say, Joe Biden is Joe Biden is getting worse. I, I, I dare I say. That he's he has been shut the fuck up for a few weeks now, he hasn't sh- said much stupid, but he came back with gusto. That's ridiculous. I am. But we ain't black if we don't vote for him. I am truly, truly not looking forward to the debates. Not at all. It's none whatsoever. It's going to be painful. It's going to be Tyson versus RJ. It is. It's Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Well, that was the tagline for that movie too. Whoever wins, we lose. Uh, it's Alien versus Predator. It's Freddy versus Jason. I'm saying that I never watched Freddy versus Jason because that that shit looked ridiculous. And Kelly Rowland was in, so I knew it wasn't gonna be a good movie. Kelly Rowland, fine though. Kelly Rowland, fine. I'm not trying to listen to an act. I think none, nobody from Destiny's Child can act. I think that's a that's just a running thing. I think that is. I mean. It's not what they were here to do. That's right, right. Well, I'm just saying, know. like, if you if one of the motherfuckers, what's well, why you like it? No, no, no. no. You haven't, see, no. you haven't no. watched. You haven't watched uh, Family Hustle. Nah, nah. <laughs> her and her uh, controlling ass man. Yeah, I, I, the words just left my mind. Maybe, maybe Tavia, Latavia, whatever. Latavia, she. I feel uh, like she got to be good at something. <laughs> Farrah, I feel like she. Farrah was always the cute one to me. Farrah's good at quitting. Yeah. One, one, of the, one of the latecomers. I liked her. I liked her. I don't know what happened to her. Um, all I have to say, Joe Biden, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. Just, just radio silence until the debates. You don't need to say anything ridiculous to get us to get us off of your team to divide us any further about having to grit our teeth and vote for you. Get off of the microphone. Listen to your team. I know they're telling you to shut the fuck up. I know it. I know it. Just shut the fuck up until the debates. All that bullshit you got to say, save it for Trump. Yeah, just... We just want you to say all that bullshit to (sighs) Trump. We just want to be able to laugh and get some of these jokes off. You're not making it easy. Don't even... Well... Hey man, just don't don't even save it for him. Just, just don't don't say anything. Just don't say anything. Don't say nothing. Just write down your answers. Let somebody write them for you. Just chill, man. Just shut the fuck up. Just chill. When this should be the easiest election for you. When it's time for the debates, just ask for the written test. Say nothing. <laughs> not the written test. Just, just the written I'm not test. convinced he can pass that. You know they have okay. So you know they have like a like a um, a test to a cognition test, 
where they test your where they test your cognitive skills. Yeah. And they give it to old people to see if they got any of their motor functions together. They gave it to Donald Trump. And he said that he passed. And he was so excited to tell people how smart he was and that he passed. This is shit like word problems from first grade. Yeah, I was like, this shit, this shit was like for a fifth grader or something. And like, shit. draw a circle. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Draw a fucking circle. Which color is the color green? And Trump was so excited to get his shit off about this. Um, that's what we're dealing with right now. So, as for the written test, maybe we don't even want to see that. Cheat on it. But just shut the fuck up. Don't make us have to, don't remind us how ridiculous it is that we're forced to vote for you. We are so fucked. D. Randall, do we do a podcast? <sighs> we did, finally, yeah. You know what? I'm going to say it. I, I always said that I didn't want to be like the Joe Budden podcast. With the three-hour podcast, these two-hour podcasts feel kind of comfortable. We good. I like, I, like, I, I have to say, I, you know, I, I like the staying in that little pocket. I, I numbers are still going up every week. Look at this. Yeah, and our numbers are going up every y'all, month. So y'all must like it. Y'all like something. Team or, y- or y'all just ain't got shit else to do right now. Real talk. I'll team, take either one. Team Oz, thank you so much. From the bottom of our heart, thank you so much for sticking with us on this journey. Love you guys to death. Um, I think this is only going to get better. And visit the merch store on July thirty first. July thirty first. Uh, get your you, shirt. Get your mask. We'll start. You'll start seeing shit pop up this week. Um, let's see. Church announcements, D. Randall. I don't have any, man. Just the merch store the merch. on Friday, July thirty first. You'll you'll see it. Um, until then, we'll be back next week with more foolishness and fuckery. Until then, I have been Oz. I am still D. Randall. As always, in parting, for the 97th time, damn, titties. <laughs>